Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, everyone, to the Tradesman Confidential. We are your hosts, Josh Brand and... Greg Giroux. Greg, you're on the hot seat for today. Oh, my favorite. Okay. Is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> um, is this a trick question? I'm going to go with no. It's Okay, you're going with no, huh? Well, Webster's Dictionary says it is, so well, Bob's your uncle. But... <laughs> But I will say this, 70% of Americans say no. Because it's not. So. If you're, I'm not going to get into it. Dude, wait, we could, that's like a whole, actually, I think there is a podcast because when I was Googling a little bit of work here, I I noticed there was a uh, hot dog is a sandwich podcast. So there's a podcast for everything these days. Yeah, those aren't Americans, I'm sorry. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, we're we're not going to get into it, but... uh, the reason why I, I went down that road, though, is, um, you know, today I titled the podcast, Your Business is Probably a Financial Shit Sandwich, yep. Be- because a mentor of mine used to say uh, the same, but he used to add at the end, and we all got to take a bite. Um, and, and I, you know, seems relevant. So Yeah, um, I like it. So in some cases, that is the truth. So let's see if we can't navigate the waters here of uh, keeping a healthy cash flow in your business. So let's start with this. In your eyes, what is a healthy cash flow for a contracting business? Cash flow or a reserve? Um, it's, it's, yeah, sorry. It's really more of a reserve, you know. I mean, uh, safely from a, a lot of very smart business people that I've dealt with and talked to on this topic, uh, 10%. 10% of what? Gross revenue. Gross revenue. 10% okay. should be sitting there all the time. Just in case. All right. So for the newbies out there, let's pretend nobody knows what the hell we're talking about here, right? Um, think of, let's see, think of gross as a fresh heifer in the top of the funnel, right? <laughs> and the net revenue is what your money looks like after it's been pushed through the meat grinder. Right. right. That's pretty right? good. Right. So in the case, the grinder's your expenses. Yep. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I like visual tools. All right. Can a I say? Fresh heifer. <laughs> Yes, well, yes, I that, guess that's you, pretty accurate. Yeah, okay. I mean, you it could be a lamb. No, no, we'll no? stick with the heifer. You all right? Fine. So yourself, chicken? No, no. But yes, that that's yeah, pretty accurate. Got it. Got it. Okay. So yes, it, it's all the money you have billed out people total. That's it. All total, of it. right? No expenses, right. paying out, no supplies, no payroll, nothing. Right. All the money collected. That is your gross revenue. So ten percent of that. Ten percent of that. Got it. Got it. Got it. Makes sense. I Which mean, is, it's it's I, not I, a small amount if you're doing no. a decent volume of work. But if you start when if you start at the beginning, it's actually not that bad. If if you know and you plan accordingly, you got to be you know it's it takes a little bit of discipline or a lot of bit of discipline. Uh, but it's uh, I I wish I'd done that much earlier in business because it would have been huge in helping me grow. Yeah. Uh, and it. it takes away some of the the pain of the waves, the up and the downs, which we'll get into, I'm sure. But it's, yeah, 10% is a nice number, and you can build up to it. I mean, again, if you do uh, $10,000 a month in business, uh, try to put 1000 away. That's Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think it, I think it's really kind of a, any type of financial model, your own personal expenses. You know, people call it the emergency fund. You know, you got to have your business's emergency fund as well. Yeah, but you don't get excited on a Friday because you had a bad week. And you know, that emergency, I feel like I need a new Harley. I'm going to tap into that emergency. <laughs> That's not an emergency. Well, yeah. If you're buying the Harley out of the emergency fund, you're a special kind of an idiot. You know, that's all that is. Be careful. Careful. I'm just going to call it out. Like, if you're doing that, you're an idiot. (laughs) Yes. Right? Accurate. That's all it is. I'm sorry. But, you know, there's other places you want to buy that Harley someday. We hope you get it. But, you know, right now, that is more important to have that emergency fund. Otherwise, your business fails. I mean... Yeah, and uh, some some believe that, some don't, but it's yeah. uh, it, it's inevitable. Yeah, it honestly, is. Yeah, I'd be happy. You know what? If ten percent is too much for you, five percent. You know what I mean? You got to start somewhere. Something, right? Three percent. Do something is better than zero percent. So, all right, cool. So, you know, keep going on this though. So, in your eyes, typical contractors, where are they making their mistakes when it comes to cash flow and having a healthy, you know, contracting business at the end of the day? Billing. Billing, I think, is a single single largest culprit to that. Um, it's a whole bunch of things in billing. I, I would say the first is waiting to bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, not giving somebody a price up front so they know what it costs and then surprising them with the bill and, uh, you know, the, the, the old negotiation, uh, which you're always going to be on the losing side of. Um, if you wait longer to bill, statistically proven, that you are less likely to get all of your money. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to fight for it. And uh, again, yeah, you might get your money at the end, but how much time did you spend fighting for it? How much aggravation was that? That's time you could be spending making more money. So it's it's t- time billing. Um, the other piece is actually measuring your profitability because just because you did a $10,000 job, if you're, if you're a small guy in a van and... Yeah, you're doing two, three, four thousand dollar jobs. You get a forty thousand dollar job. That's huge to you, a oh, forty thousand dollar job. But uh, if you have a zero percent margin on a forty thousand job, forty thousand dollar job, can anybody tell me what that is net? Oh God, let me think about that taco meat coming out. Yeah, yep, taco. Uh, oh. The answer is zero. <laughs> oh really? So you no worked your ass off. You put up forty thousand. You had to fight to collect forty thousand. At the end of the day, you ended up with. Zero. Yeah, right. So was it worth doing the job? No. Sometimes you end up upside down. Right. I mean, and that 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 does happen no matter what. It happens what a lot. Hap- yeah, what, no matter what. But so let me let me break it down a little bit further because you hit on a couple things I think we should start with sure. more than just that. So I think, you know, to me, the whole world in the contracting business starts with, let's call it the estimate, right? Yep. So during the estimate phase, my question to contractors is, what does your estimate actually say about payment? on it does it say anything oh yeah usually at the bottom out of you know a generic tag out of quickbooks would be uh, net 30 the old net 30 the old net 30 that's right? it okay so so what do you suggest then if instead of the old net 30 well let's but, just assume they're even putting that let's sure. start with you so, should put something on your estimate that says what you're expecting for payment but a lot of people do check off that little box at the bottom that net 30 what that means is uh crap actually because nobody is Unless somebody you have a, like an actual signature on it that somebody agreed to that estimate, it holds no value, zero value. Um, so step one is get a signed contract, signed, contract. signed estimate, it, it, whatever it is. People right, freak out right. and they think, "Oh my god, I got this lawyer draft up this big long contract." No, 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 no. It, it's simple, simple paragraph that says what your payment terms are. Yeah, 
I mean, literally, I don't know if people realize this, but literally, it's not not necessarily a joke, but a napkin with two signatures on it agreeing to that, something that's is a contract. contract right? right. That's right. it. It two doesn't people, have to be anything fancier than it. that. Right. Uh, but there needs to be something on there, and that needs to be done prior to doing any work. Prior. Mm-hmm. That's that's the uh, the single largest piece I see. Um, All right, so and, signature. Signature, yep. On the estimate, it says some sort of payment terms. Sure. Yep. Okay, but what would you recommend then for payment terms they should put instead of just net 30? Is there something uh, better? Yeah. I mean, I, I like to break it into chunks. I mean, if it's any any project of any caliber, I mean, I get something regardless. Uh, but on bigger jobs, uh, I like to see 30, 30, 40, 30, or, you know, 33, 33, 33, point mm-hmm. three, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, a third, a third, and a third. Uh, I won't step foot on the job without a third. And there's this this big game of, oh, I'll, I'll pay you after inspection. Yeah, well, not in my world. You get me my money, and then you'll get your inspection. And the same applies to the final. You'll get your inspection, and I get my money. So let me challenge you a little bit on this, because... I live in a world that's very different than that, right? I live in the world of if I pay you the 33% and you don't show up, I've got zero recourse for right. anything, right? Well, not so that's zero. A tough, well, yeah, but that's a tough, tough position for some homeowners to say, I'm going to give you money and I know nothing about if you're actually a real contractor or not. Well, let's put it this way. Let's hope that they've actually done some research on you I was before say, they hired you. That's a whole other topic yeah. for a whole yeah. other podcast because just... there are more of those out there than there aren't, yeah. unfortunately. Okay. All right. So, so in your experience, though, in that world, because we're not talking about commercial. Commercial is a little different. You know, that that actually almost never happens where you can get money up front. But, yeah. <laughs> but I can actually, I'm going to go into that a little bit about where you can. Yeah, I was um, going to say there are, there, if yeah. you do it properly, there is there are ways. Yeah, and, and, it, and when I say can, it's not like a sneaky way. I'm no. saying there's a legitimate reason for being able to get money Correct. up front. But anyway, l- let's get back to that later. But um, okay, so so let's just assume they've done the, the vetting, the homework. They say you're a decent contractor. Yep. We're going to get you the 33% or whatever else. You're going to do another one. When would you suggest getting the, the second installment payment out of the three? It depends on the project. But I mean, in some, in, I mean, at least in electrical, you have your rough and your final if you're doing an addition or remodel a new home. Uh, generator, same thing, a service change. I mean, that's service change, something like that for us. I mean, like a boiler for a plumber. It, it's a very quick job. So by the time you break it into three pieces, it's not worth anybody's time to do that. So 50% up front, 50% when I'm done. Uh, same thing, service change. Give me 50%, I go do the job. You pay me at the end of that day, we're done. Case closed, you get your inspection, we're good. Uh, it depends on the job. But the idea, the idea is to be even or slightly ahead of who you're working for, in my opinion. That's how I operate. Because worst case scenario, something goes to shit, which it does sometimes. You're not out any money. You're at least covered. Cover your costs. Figure it out in a manner that works best for you to cover your cost, all your costs. That's your time and not just the materials, because a lot of guys, oh, it's just the materials, it's all about. No, you, you spent time on it. And that's all of your time. I mean, like the time you spent estimating providing the estimate, doing the work, all the time invested in that job, divided by an hourly rate that you decide, that is the value of that time. Plus the materials and its margin, that's the chunk you need to collect and you yep. need to stay ahead on that. Yeah, okay. So so the way I'm breaking this down mentally for simplicity's sake is the first installment you could almost claim is material 
purchase, right? right. You're buying materials. Because you put no time in yet. Um, right, Nobody's you haven't put any time. Right. The second installment is really your first half of the job, if you will. And then the last installment is technically the final, right? The Whatever right. that is. It can yep. be fill in whatever description you want on that. Yep. And, and your suggestion is to go after that, you know, even before you last day on the job in, in some cases. I mean, I guess if you've got a trust built up together and you've worked with these people before, it's probably not as important. But, but that's, I mean, I know, know it's not this way, but that's how it should be. It's the only leverage the contractor has on the person they're working for. It's your license. It's your permit. Who are you to tell me that I need to get an inspection on the work that I did that you haven't paid me for yet? Mm. I don't think so. I mean, I know it's a little different in the commercial world, but it shouldn't be. Like, I... I I need to get paid for the work I've done. I have a permit. It's my liability. If I don't get paid for this or I get screwed on that job, I'm still liable for it. Yeah, I think I think the way people look at it is, you know, again, it's always that uh, dirty contractor program. Oh. It's always the, well, Greg, if I pay you in full, you'll never finish. But Josh, this There's is leverage there. We've too. gone back yeah. to this. These are the people that want to say that, oh, you're too expensive. I'm going to hire this cheap guy. And then he screwed me. Well, the guy that shows up in an unlettered van that's rotted off its wheels and looks like a bum, but is half of the price I am, yeah, that guy's probably going to screw you. And don't come crying when he does. When I you show up with my van, you've called somebody, I have a team here to support. We show up in a beautiful new van with a well-dressed guy, a tablet, professionalism, the whole package. We, we're a legit, legit contractor. Check online. Look at the Google reviews. We're real. Check the Better Business Bureau. Yep, we've got a good rating. We're real. Hire us. That's what you're paying for. The fact that we're not going to screw you and do what we said we're going to do. No worry. But, you know, that's yeah. not the way it works. I'm going to hire the cheap Boy. guy and get screwed and then cry. Is it hot in here? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, I, uh, you know, I, I was going to say, I mean, that's uh, usually the world we're in. That's, I, I think I've heard that a thousand times myself. So but that's I, fine. I go, right. go hire the shit bum. Do it. Go. Don't cry about it. Right. Shut your mouth and take it. <laughs> If that's what you're going to do, I'm sorry. That's what it is. Just take it and you're going to like it. <laughs> you can take a bite of that financial shit show too. I guess that is the shit sandwich and that's we're it. all taking a bite right there. That is a hundred percent. So, all right. So, so anyway, long story short, we've got kind of the payment terms down and what you would suggest to do. And I, you know, I tend to agree with that in most cases, um, obviously there's, there's a challenge in the commercial world where it doesn't really work like that. Um, but you know, but you can it, still stay this, ahead. This, yeah, I was going to say the same really concept applies. I've, I've seen, um, you know, in the commercial world, the, it's called, uh, billing for stored materials. I mean, it's, it's, yep. it is a line item on a mobilization. AIA. Um, for those of you who don't know what an AIA G702, G703 is, those are the, you know, Nemesis. Standard forms used in the commercial world and how to bill. I see someone's bitter. But um, they were designed by architects, by the way. I'm gonna exactly why yeah, they're crap. That. Well, wow. <laughs> wow. He doesn't mean that, guys. He's really a good guy. Um, well, if the architects are listening, <laughs> crap. <laughs> I highly doubt it. But anyway. No, I think, I, you know, those those forms actually have a column in it, legitimately called stored materials, right. right? So there's opportunities there, especially nowadays with the crazy market we're in where you, you can't even order anything anymore without paying for something. You know, uh, I can't, I you know, I ordered, for example, a skylight on a building that, I don't know, eight months ago, I had to pay for it basically in full before I even ordered it, you know? So right. it's like, you, you can do it there. Right. It seems to be happening left and right, but um, it is what it is. But 
Um, so there, there Until is... Until you find the greasy contractors that then hit you with, okay, I yeah. need proof of insurance on the material that you're storing. Right. Well, that's actually the way it's supposed to be. You're supposed to provide the bill of laden and proof that you actually have the material. Because again... And in insurance to bag it. In, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, in most cases, you don't have to go that crazy, but it is oh, I distinctly ideal. remember a contractor that I worked I, with. I... Greg. Enforced that. Greg. That huh. was a lot of material. Oh. <laughs> Man, that's weird. Yeah, because you were ordering a couple of outlets and a switch. Yeah, it was it was a little bit more it money than that, but still. Some lighting. Some lighting. Either way. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, so that's one. So another piece of this, let's stick on the commercial side. And I think some residential with, I'm guessing, some developers, some home builders may have contracts, actual subcontracts agreements. There's going to be stuff in there. And my question to contractors is, are you actually reading those contracts that you're signing to, to do work at someone's, you know, development or house nope. or new construction? Right. The answer is usually no. But in there has a whole lot of language in there that says about how you're going to get paid. And you need to make sure you actually agree with it. I mean, with, with contractors, it's always you're always essentially 30 days behind. You're 60 days behind, right? Well, yeah, I mean. So you, you have some, to wait to a certain period to get it in, the rec in, and yeah. then you submit that to the owners of the project. Then they pay you guys, and you take your sweet-ass time because you like to sit on the money and make money. And then you give it to us, the poor contractors. God, so bitter today. Jesus. But. Someone shot in your Cheerios, buddy? The, the trick to that is to bill in advance really to say that by this date we'll have x amount done most of the time it's not verified you're, you're forecasting <laughs> yeah at a right. certain point you're forecasting so you're, a few weeks you're kind yes. of ahead yeah or e at least e even ish better than 60 days behind yeah. because two months worth of work when you have a fleet of guys on a job can equate to a lot of overhead right. very quickly right and but in most cases like again as a general contractor in, in my seat, I'm okay with keeping guys slightly ahead as long as it's slightly and they're not trying to pull the old, you know, I'm overbilled by 50%. That's yeah. getting a little crazy, right. you know, but you want to keep the, them full, keep everyone happy because then they're going to show up to your job. They're going to make things happen. So if you're on that side of the world, I've never been on a project where you kept the cash flow and the subcontractors happy and that be a problem. You know, I have when you slow the money up yeah. and it's 90 day payment terms then and 120. Start, then the threats come out and it the, starts the, getting yep, ugly. The animosity. Oh, yeah, it gets evil. It gets ugly and it gets unfair. And a lot of people don't appreciate that, you know, these guys, some guys are taking out a line of credit in order to buy the stuff. Yeah, it becomes and a financial paying, cockfight. Right. They're now paying literally interest on the money that they are due. Right. So I, I get it, and I'm sympathetic to it. Um, but and contractors I, is a zero percent finance bank. We've talked about right, this. It's aggravating. Right. So, so I think there's another piece to this, and this is for bigger contractors. But you know, there is unfortunately, I think the the threshold is three million dollars. You have to bill over to to reach this. But there, I think it's called you know it's called the Prompt Pay Act. And there's actual legislation in there about you know you have to actually get paid in a timely manner for, you know, larger contracts. So you can't pull the whole pay when paid program. Got it. Which is some contracts have. Yep. That's technically illegal in Massachusetts, although it happens all the time. Of course. We still do it. Everyone still signs them. Everyone goes, yep, no problem, because it's just like accepted abuse. You right. know, like, well, we know. Um, and that, you know, I've never quite understood that. I mean, I'm obviously on the tail end of it usually, and um, I can see the frustration. I get the frustration. 
But I guess the long story short, where I'm heading with the whole thing, read contracts. You need to. I know they suck. Everyone, like, the lawyer language is brutal. Reach out to a buddy. You know, pay a few dollars for a lawyer to actually review it if you need to. You know, just make sure you understand it. Because you don't want to get to the end and be, you know, find out they, holy shit, I didn't realize they could do that to me. Yeah. That's what you don't want. Long story short. Yeah. All right. So then off of the contract phase, off of you've done the work, you've, you know, blah, blah, blah. What happens with, you know, accounts receivable, you know? Um, and for you that don't know, that means basically get your money. Money owed. Money owed. So say you've done all those things, but you're still chasing some money because you let a few of these go. And now, you know, you're chasing some guys for payments. I mean, that's something that should be reviewed weekly. Mm-hmm. Uh, weekly. Somebody should have their eyes on it weekly. And to know where you are at any point, to see who is past 30 days, who's in the 60, who's in the 90. Just like a supply house does when you get the bills. They tell you exactly where your invoices stand. You should be doing the same thing with people. Understanding where your money's at and keeping on them. Because the longer you let it go, the harder it is to get your money. So these guys that are so busy that don't have time to even, you know, pick up the phone... What, what do you say to those guys who are just going to roll their eyes and say, yeah, like I got time to call people to follow up on invoices right now. I tell them to call true pros, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the um, you got to do it. It's part of the job. That's, that's the, that's the biggest piece. Every, the most contractors are totally wrapped around the fact that they got to get the work done. That's a technician mindset. It's very common. Every guy who feels like he's got to start his own business and runs out there, it's exactly what they're concerned about. Just getting the work done. Mm-hmm. Everything else is secondary, which that's not how you run a business. So, but would you say it's even worth it to stop what you're doing for a hot second and make those phone calls because chasing that money over the next, you know, 15, 20, 30 days might cost you more than it's it costly. is. It's costly. Yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. costly. Okay. So, I mean, maybe that's a suggestion for now other than www.truepros.com. Right. T-R-U-P-R-O-S. Anyway, um, <laughs> seriously though. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the point to be made is you can't afford not to take the time to make those phone calls. Even if you get a block off, I don't know, an hour on every Friday and say, just for an hour, I'm going to look at all my invoices. I'm going to see what hasn't been paid and I'm going to make those phone calls. The first step is not letting it get too far. The second step is staying on it. If you did. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You got to stay on it. You have to collect that money. That's very, that is the lifeline to your business. Right. Right. Especially, I mean, let's assume some of these guys aren't using lines of credit, but if you're using lines of credit, it's even more. Well, important. I mean, do a simple exercise. Take your, again, if you know this stuff, which you should know this stuff, take your gross revenue and then take your AR and divide it up percentage wise to see how much is sitting in AR. That could be your fluff. Mm-hmm. That's not in your pocket currently. Yeah. If it's not in your pocket, it's not your fluff. If it's not in the bank account, it's not yours. Yeah, yeah, good point. So some people are like, oh, I'm fine. I'm owed a million bucks. I'm like, yeah, but you got to get that million bucks. Mm. And if you don't, oh, now you're screwed. Right, right. So what do you what do you say to uh, penalties with clients? So you know, if they, you know the old, if you're not paid in 30 <laughs> days, interest will accrue. And blah, you know, blah, every, blah, blah, blah. everybody who threatens this usually gets shut down, but yeah. um. I've applied it. I actually have applied it and people bark about it. And most of the time I let it slide, but guess what? They pay. Mm. Um, same thing with liens. People are, you know, they're afraid yeah. to throw liens on. Uh, I'll tell you the, the handful of times that I've used it and enforced it. 
I tell you, it, it sends a strong message and they react very quickly. It is your money. You have the right to your money. Right. That's it. I say this to every, I, every person who wants to debate this stuff. Have you ever gone to a pizza shop and ordered a pizza, and taken the pizza and said, I'll pay you if I like it. Yeah, right, right. If you walked out of the store with the pizza without paying, what would happen to you? Yeah. It's usually an arrestable offense. Yeah, you probably get saying. arrested. You know, it's, it's usually and in some considered. some places, shot. But <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes arrested and shot. Greg. Sometimes arrested and shot. But yeah. I, don't, I don't see how that's any different to what we do for a living. I mean, we provide yeah. a service. Why, why should we not get paid right there on the spot, in uh, my opinion? I mean, just again, for the naysayers out there or the guys who maybe don't know much about it, uh, there is a thing called the mechanics lien. That is a legal binding product that is designed specifically for contractors to be able to, you know, put their name in the ring and say, hey, I'm owed some money for this work I've done and actually put a lien on the property that says you can't remove this until this has been settled. Yeah. And if basically. they and if they uh, what that does is really nothing until they go to refinance or sell the home. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if they do sell the home, well, then a check gets cut to you first before the home is sold um, out of the proceeds. And again, if somebody's going to stay in the house for 20 years, you might get a surprise check 20 years later, but right. you'll get it. Right. Um, but usually they don't want it hanging on there because yeah, it no, looks bad. Nobody wants that nobody on wants their that. property. Nobody. Uh, but it, it is an option and there are rules behind it and you got to look into it and do it properly. And there's a yeah, the right. grace period window, that it, but it, it, it's effective, but you got to, I, I know it's another thing that you don't have time for, but, it's very important. Well, that's why it's more important to do the set the expectations up front, approach it effectively, communicate to the people, explain if you have to the importance of why you have to do it this way. All are way more important than if you're at the point where you need to do the old mechanics lien program, things have gone too far. It's already too late, but you may end up having to. Right. You, know? you, you, you either worked for somebody who's a scumbag or you didn't do what you should have been doing. Right. Right. So, so... I think we hit beat up that side pretty good, but what about the accounts payable side, right? <laughs> what what about you got all these uh, supply houses and and vendors that you owe money to? How, how you controlling that? This is another one. This is another one. I, <laughs> I I'm sorry. I love this one. If there's one thing that I can say that I am awesome at, it's accounts payable. Yeah. <laughs> to a fault. I my bills business-wise and personally, they are paid all the time. I am in good standing with every supply house, everybody I do business with all the time. I hate owing people money because what that does is it sets a false sense of what money is actually yours. And I hate that. I want to know what's mine. I want to look at my bank account and say, yep, everything in there belongs to me. Instead of having to do the math of, oh, I mean, I got a hundred grand in there, but I owe 70 to the supply house. I got a, you know, the van payments and uh, is there anything left? I, I don't know. I, I know that everything's paid up, paid for, and what's in there belongs to the company or I. Um, very important to pay the bills. And I can tell you that it, it's not a normal 
thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I can tend to be, agree with you. I tend to be the same way with my own uh, stuff where I hate having stuff floating out there. But there's going to be plenty of people out there that physically can't, you know, stay ahead of it. So uh, well, what, 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 are the, what are you looking for? So what are you trying to keep yourself out of trouble with? If you can't make these payments, you know, every single week, you know, but monthly, maybe you start falling behind on a couple of jobs that, you know, are owed money. And that what, happens. What, yeah. That, we've, we've fallen into the 60-day column before because we've done a big job. And I, the, the contractor thing, I, I get the lights. It's not, they don't even show up to the, the warehouse yet. And the supply house already sent me the bill. Yeah. So they're like, okay, when can I get my money? I'm like, well, I, I don't physically have that money yet. So hang tight. Um, and that's usually on a per case basis. But still, yeah, there'll be points where you've, you've, you've done smaller jobs your whole career and then you get this one big job and you have to front all this material and money. And again, the contractors use you as the bank. So you kind of shit flows downhill. You use the, use the supply house a little yeah. bit to the point where they get pissy and you, you, you know, you work out a deal with them because again, if you have a, if you're in good standing with them, then they'll, they'll typically work with you. Yeah. But I mean, I think the same rules applied to, uh, AP as they do AR, which is, you know, do you, did you actually read, do you actually read anything that your uh, supply houses are giving you for their payment terms and their oh, interest and, rates and, and they, their, yeah, they you have should fees, be reading that. And they throw those fees on there and right. everybody looks at it like it's, I don't know. I mean, without them, you wouldn't have business. So you got to, you got to take care of those guys that that's, you right. owe them none of that money. At the end of the day, if you screwed up your bid, and you had to pay the supply house out and your guys and all the labor and you were left with nothing. That's not the supply house guy's fault. That's right. not the employee's fault. That's, that's your fault as the owner. So here's a couple of ideas maybe right on that front. So you, you, you've done the homework we're asking you to do. You've read the agreements, you know what the interest is, you know what the payment terms are for the materials and you're going into a brand new client you've never worked for before, right? Maybe you should take that information and knowledge into the estimate and say, okay, I've never worked with these people before. Let's assume, I'm going to assume that I'm going to end up paying a little bit of interest on this materials because I won't get the money in the you know blink of an eye like I expect. Maybe that's a good program to think about instead of just throwing a number out there and saying, oh, crap, they didn't pay me in 30 days. Now I'm paying interest. Now I'm losing profit. You know what I mean? And I think those are the things you've got to think about with each client, each vendor, each person you're going into and understand who you're getting in the room with. Yeah. You know, so that that might be a way to just proactively think a little bit one step further. And uh, so I think most of the problem lands with general contractors of all size, big oh, to small. Oh, here we go. I'm sorry, but no, the, the, the this is the, if, uh, if you're a guy who's starting out and you've got this general contractor that's been around for 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 years, and he's like, yeah, yeah, we'd love to use you. You first thing you should think is why, why, why does he want to use me? First of all, if he's going to entertain you as the new guy, he's looking for the cheapest price and assumes you can give it to him. If not, maybe you should do some digging on the contract because maybe he's that greasy scumbag that rolls through contract to contract or sub to sub and doesn't pay. I've run into that where I get excited. I'm like, oh, great. I've, I've landed this, this great contract with this guy. And then I'll talk to two subs and they're like, be careful. The guy doesn't pay. He's late to pay or he screwed this person. And that's where you got to decide as a business owner, whether you want to take that chance or not. Yeah. I mean, you got to understand the subcontractors too. If they're bums, then there's always two sides of the coin, right? Well, I was just going to say, I mean, it, that's the same story with anything. I mean, well, working you know. for professional big guys, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
they're usually pretty legit and you yeah. can you can pick up on that pretty quick and have a conversation with any of the subs i mean well i was just going to say the other thing you could do is just like the gc's doing due diligence on are you a decent contract right? you should be doing the same thing on you that you should be doing the same thing don't get excited because you landed a contract with this awesome general contract that everybody loves working for ask around stop by one of the job sites talk to some of the subs Ask them who do you who else do you use? Who right. have you used in the past? Give right. those guys a call and make how was your relationship with XYZ? Mm. If they say shit, well then be careful. Right. And really go through your contract and dot your eyes. Yeah, the and, and right. I think those are the things to really drive home. You gotta understand what you're signing to. You gotta understand how the game is played. If you don't know the rules of the game, then why are you taking shots? And they're you know? never, ever, ever if one thing can be taken away from this podcast, never ever do anything verbally. It's as good as agreeing to nothing. True, true. It's crap. Right. Regardless of who it is and who you trust, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. So, all right. So, Greg, any other suggestions we can give folks? Anything else that comes to mind? I mean, no. the only the only other thing I was thinking about is leveraging some software, you know, if, if you can. Um, there's things like um, DocuSign out there. There's Bluebeam. There's, you know, ways you can do electronic signatures just to make things faster, simpler, easier. Um, you know, obviously there's QuickBooks and there's multiple different programs out there to help with automation, yeah. you know, setting up reminders, notifications yeah. to yourself. I mean. There's more to this waking up and doing what you do for a living. Right. Right. There's there's right. a whole business piece. There's, there's to a it. business piece to it, but I mean there are there are ways out there nowadays. It's pretty simple to set automation. You know. Yeah. If if you do if you use it to its in, intended. For I mean, its intended e purpose. E even if you got in the habit, let's just start with the basics. Even if you got in the habit of the first minute you walk onto a job site, you literally send an you know send th something in your phone. Um, you could in your calendar. You can literally put a calendar. You know. X amount of days from now and just say, follow up on X job. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I mean? You can use that simple Outlook calendar just, or Gmail yeah, calendar. Just, just assume they're not going to pay you. Right. Just assume. And then put it in there. And then if they paid you, you just go, oh, no problem. I don't have to Delete. worry about that yep. one. Yep. You know what I mean? There are ways around and it. And do remember. that as soon as you send the invoice out. As soon as you send the invoice, set a reminder up yep. with a timeline, clock, whatever. There's a lot of softwares that yeah. allow you to do that right within the software. So the last question I have, Greg, in your opinion... How much profit in the form of percentage should your business be doing um, project to project or even at the end of the year? You know, what, what percentage you, would you suggest these guys be making in order to keep their cash flow kind of, you know, healthy? I mean, a lot of people, this is a, a lot of people have opinions on this one. And, and I don't think anyone's necessarily wrong in the opinions, but we'll see. I believe so. Okay. What are you, <laughs> what is uh, double G's over here have to say about it? For anybody, I would say nothing, nothing less than 20%. Nothing less than nothing 20. Nothing less than 20%. Not worth, it's not worth it. Mm. Think about what you're doing. Yep. Think about how much time and effort you're putting into it. 20%. And a lot of guys will be like, oh, I, I make more than that. And there's a lot of guys that are okay making less than that. Right. I personally think it should be more than that. But... If I've had a lot of guys that are happy at eight to 12 and they're bigger guys and they work off a of volume, a great, a great one that pisses me off. Mm. Um, and then there's some guys that are smaller and greedy and they make 30, 40, 50%. And I'm like, I, some of those are hit and run. Some of them are just, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, good for you. Yeah. Right, right. But a lot of those guys just work their, their asses off because it's just them. They have no mm. overhead and they, they work themselves to the bone, which is fine. They're crushing it, but 
you can only, I don't care who you are, you can only do that for so long. Physically, yeah. you just burn yourself out. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people focused only on the expense side in order to get their dollars up. Honestly, like they only think about well, I do you know. I'm going to keep driving around in that shitty van that's falling apart for another couple of years yeah, and keep getting by. And then they only we've worry about, about the expenses. This. Right. They only worry about that. Side I can't of it. afford good help. Right. I can't afford a good van. You're it's, it's the cart before the horse, right? Uh, you gotta, if you had the good van and the good help, you get more work to pay for all that and you do better and make right. more money. Right. Period. Right. But, but versus what we just talked about today of maybe if you focus a little bit about, you know, your profit shaving, as it's called sometimes in some businesses, mm. your, your, your reduction in profits coming out in other places like interest rates on materials that you didn't get paid for. Right. Credit card payments. Credit card payments. For all that. Right. All that stuff, you guys aren't even putting it. You don't even look at it. I bet you don't even know. But you yeah. don't even know what you're losing. No. And I, that's per job too, like factual per job, like the actual numbers per job. We should be, you should be looking at reports to see how you're doing on every single job. So I bet if you, at the end of the day, knew how much you were losing on just simple things like billing, getting paid and managing all that, you'd probably be appalled. That'd be my hunch in most, most cases. Most are. Yeah. I, sh- I show, I'm, I'm, I show a lot of people that light and they're, they're very disappointed. Very disappointed. Very right. disappointed. And then all of a sudden that one hour phone call per week to chase down invoices gets a little bit more important. Yeah. Long story short. And more eye opening to I'm losing money making this phone call. <laughs> right. So that these these are all the things. Again, hey. we could we could go on forever. Well, yeah, and you know, sometimes the uh, I forget how it's exactly said, but sometimes the the best job you can get is the one you lost. Right. You know, because well, those are the people we, you can't afford to keep. Right. We've all been there before where you look back and you go, God, I wish I never did that project. Oh, yeah. We've all had them. That was that was, you know, took years off my life. <laughs> it's the same story. So. So anyway, um, I don't know. Any other last parting thoughts about that's kind of what I got. I think that's enough for today. All right, guys. Well, uh, as always, keep living the dream. Work smarter, not harder. Anything else, Greg? That's it. No, you 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 managed to sum it up quite well. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Good night. Thanks.